Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. Christmas is right here upon us, and uh, I love that season, but I know that uh, a lot of times we can get uh, really stressed during this time of year, and uh, today and tomorrow I just want to talk about, um, you know, why the nativity? Why the nativity? Uh, Jesus so humbly came into this world, world born in a manger, and uh, we see nativity scenes at Christmas, and we just had a wonderful, wonderful three days at Gardenside Christian Church where I'm the lead pastor now, and um, just over 200 nativity sets, and it was just so amazing, uh, 25 different countries represented, and some just very exquisite, some so simple, but they all were powerful. They were just communicating one message, that God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, into this world. And because of Jesus, we know that there's always hope. And uh, Dr. David Jeremiah wrote a book recently called Why the Nativity. And uh, it's a short book, but he shared 25 compelling reasons we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, you know, I've had mentors in my life uh, close by. I'm so thankful for so many of those. Uh, Greg Williams, Max Apple, Gordon Walls, uh, guys have just shared a lot of wisdom in life. Dean Brewer has um, become a close friend here over the last few months. Just a lot of wisdom. God, just, uh, I'm so thankful. Uh, my father, Ed Horn, he was alive. And yet, a guy that's been a mentor from a distance is uh, been Dr. David Jeremiah. I've listened to his messages on the radio on WJMM, uh, watch him on TV, uh, listen to podcasts, read books of his, and uh, just so, so blessed by his ministry. And he's had a lot of impact on my heart. And um, so I just want to share some things, uh, some takeaways from why the nativity that kind of spoke to me. And um, the, what we want to look at today, the topic is um, actually why did Jesus become a man? You know, why did he have to come in the human form? And five reasons why Jesus came to earth. But before I start those five things, and we'll get through a couple today, and we'll do uh, the other three tomorrow, uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 has just been the verse that's so resonated with me uh, the past couple years at Christmas, especially when we got into COVID, and uh, just it was such a challenging, challenging time for everybody. And Isaiah 9, 6, I mean, you hear about it, and it's a great, great verse. It's a year-round verse, but it predicted the Christmas story almost 700 years before Jesus was born. And Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And the question I want to ask you today is, who do you need Jesus to be today? And I'm going to share you know, five reasons today and tomorrow about why Jesus came to earth, okay? But one of the things that I just want to ask you today is, who do you need Jesus to be? Do you need him to be what Isaiah 9, 6 prophesied that he would be? Uh, do you need him to be a wonderful counselor? Do you need him to be a mighty God? Do you need to be an everlasting father? Or do you need to be your prince of peace? I'm so thankful that, you know, there's some seasons in life, uh, I used to give them a, a multiple choice tests sometimes, uh, 
when I was a professor at Midway University and, you know, A, B, C, or D, or E, all the above. Well, there's been seasons in my life where I've needed God to be. A, a wonderful counselor. B, a mighty God. C, an everlasting father. D, my prince of peace. So sometimes it's been E, all of the above. But I'm so thankful. That's why God sent Jesus. And I'm so thankful the Bible tied it together uh, by the prophet Isaiah predicting it almost 700 years before Jesus was born. But I'm so thankful today if uh, you need some wisdom, ask Jesus. He's a wisdom. He is a wonderful counselor. If you're just really weak and weary and you're worn out physically, emotionally, and mentally, uh, ask Jesus to be a mighty God to give you strength. Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Or maybe you just need to be your everlasting father. You're just really lonely and uh, uh, you just need a hug. You know, you just need a hug. Uh, really close friend of mine's father died recently and uh, uh, just really just sad. I mean, he had a wonderful life and lived uh, several years, uh, many years, you know, had a good run and um, but uh, he was a man of tremendous faith. And one of the things that uh, she said to me was, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know who's going to pray at the meal tonight. They're having a meal at, uh, she went over to her parents' house to uh, be with her mom and uh, some family. She said, Dad has always prayed. We've never had a meal that Dad didn't pray before if we were together as a family. And I just thought of this everlasting father part that, uh, you know, uh, Man, that's when we need Jesus uh, to be an everlasting father in times like this family did recently at the loss of their earthly father. And I know that God showed up. Or maybe you're just dealing with anxiety, stress, and worry in this Christmas season. And uh, you just need to be your prince of peace. So friends, be encouraged today. Maybe Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, you need to write that on a post-it note and place it in numerous spots, uh, your bathroom mirror, on your coffee pot, your refrigerator, on the dashboard of your car, maybe above the light switches and a lot of rooms, uh, you know, friends, uh, in your wallet. Uh, I've done that before in seasons of my life where I've needed uh, God to be my strength, my counselor, my mighty God, my everlasting Father. And we can stand on God's Word, especially when we're not feeling it. Uh, but if we read God's Word, God promises in the Bible, His Word will, will, not, will not return void. I want to say that again. God's Word will not return void. And you can stand on God's promises. And this verse might be one that you need this holiday season. So why the nativity? Why did Jesus become a man? Why did, I mean, Jesus come to earth in a human form? Well, the first one was Jesus became a, a, a man, came in a human form to satisfy the prophecies of the Old Testament. Jesus said to, to them in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Obviously, friends, we remember Moses, guy that God uh, gave the Ten Commandments to, the prophets, Isaiah, Micah, Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Jesus said, hey, this is why I'm here. I'm fulfilling what was predicted several hundred years before I came. And that's one of the things I'm so thankful, being a follower of Jesus, that from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is God's love letter to us and him pursuing a personal relationship with us. 
And there's over 300 specific prophecies in the scriptures about the promised Messiah, Jesus. And good friend, Pastor Steve Otto, I remember his opening message at Northeast Christian Church where he was lead pastor and I served as his executive pastor several years ago. But he closed out uh, his opening message there and he just said, you know, the fact of the matter is that God knew that our life would get messy at times here on this earth. Uh, and yet that's why he sent a Messiah to help us with the mess that our lives can be sometimes, especially when it's so messy. And I'm so thankful. I've never forgotten that. And that's why we needed the Messiah. And that's who they were looking for in the Old Testament. And Jesus came to fulfill that. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. And that's what we celebrate this Christmas season. And you know, friends, we don't just celebrate that on Christmas Day. We need to celebrate the whole month of December. Just God's really been resonating that in my spirit this Christmas season that, you know, Greg, just don't lead it up to Christmas Day. It's about just this whole month. It's your heart and mind just focused and celebrating and realizing the love that I have for you and the joy, the hope that came through the birth of Jesus. It's not just a December 25th thing. It's a everyday thing, but especially here in the month of December. Also said in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, the prophet Micah, he uh, gave a specific and a startling prediction uh, about a king being born in Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. I mean, friends, it doesn't get much more specific than that, does it? Saying, but you, Bethlehem. I mean, specifically mentioning a small town that Jesus would be born in. And then Jeremiah, the prophet, uh, he, he prophesied uh, almost 600 years uh, before the birth of Jesus that unfortunately there would be, when, when the Messiah came, that there would unfortunately suffer just a massacre of infant babies. Oh, my goodness, it's just so awful. But unfortunately, uh, that did happen. He uh, unfortunately accurately did predict that that would happen. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15, Jeremiah says, Thus says the Lord, a voice was heard, and Ramah, lamentation, and bitter weeping. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children, because they are no more. And then Jesus went on uh, saying, in, or not Jesus, but Matthew, in the book of Matthew, Matthew wrote, Then Herod, in chapter 2, verse 16 through 18, he said, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then this what was fulfilled was by Jeremiah the prophet saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. You know, friends, I so hate that that happened, but it does validate that the Bible is real and true, that 
over 600 years before Jesus was to be born that Isaiah predicted, that the, or Jeremiah, I'm sorry, would predict that this would happen. And I shared this earlier, but it's just amazing that more than 300 Old Testament prophecies about Jesus were fulfilled. And sometimes I, I have to admit, I get caught up in the New Testament and want to read about Jesus and Paul and uh, just all that happened there uh, during that those seasons. But, friends, after going to Israel and um, as I've been preparing and reading this book, Why the Nativity by David Jeremiah, it's just amazing um, the power of and how all those things connect. Uh, a mathematician actually calculated the possibility of all these prophecies being fulfilled, these 300 prophecies, in one person. I mean, this is just amazing. A mathematician calculated the possibility of all these 300 prophecies being fulfilled in one person as 1 in 83 billion. That's B as in boy, 83 billion. Okay? And so it's just amazing, a story that only God could write in the Bible. But, uh, man, I hope that you'll really uh, read your Bible and maybe say, you know what, I'm not going to wait until January. I'm going to start in December and start reading some of the books of the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah. But as we wrap up, uh, I'll tell you a book that really has helped, uh, I know, several people that you know maybe they're just they're more analytical and they're like you know i don't know if i believe the bible well there was a great book called the case for christ written by lee strobel uh lee had a law degree from yale and practiced law for a while then he became an investigating journalist for the chicago tribune newspaper using his law degree and investigative journey uh skills and his wife became a Christian, and after they'd been married for a few years, and he just saw transformation in her life, and it was just amazing. Uh, and Lee was an atheist. He's like, I don't believe in God, and definitely don't believe in Jesus. But he saw such transformation in his wife over the next year, and it stayed consistent. He said, I need to investigate this Jesus. And so it was just powerful. He started doing research and historical research, reading the Bible, but looking more at history and interviewing people. And he came to the conclusion that, yes, Jesus was the Christ. He was the Son of God. So I would encourage you maybe to check out the book, The Case for Christ, A Journalist's Personal Investigation for the Evidence of Jesus by Lee Strobel. We're out of time, but I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we talk about the nativity and why Jesus had to come to earth. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.